Hello, everyone, and welcome to Celtic Preacher Podcast 166. And today, we are eavesdropping in on a conversation Jesus had with a man called Nicodemus. I was thinking about Nicodemus this week, and I was thinking how lucky that he could actually even go to Jesus and ask him, you know, a question. I mean, that's something that, because we're born in this time frame, we're never going to get to do that, are we? And I was thinking this week, well, I wonder what question I would ask. I wonder what question I would ask Jesus. Uh, I think I would ask, is God always good all the time? Because if Jesus answered yes, that would make a difference in our lives, wouldn't it? Because I think when we have trouble with trust, that's maybe what we're struggling with. Is God really good? Anyway, I'm getting off on another subject here altogether. I wanted to tell you about this conversation between Nicodemus and Jesus. So Nicodemus, he came to Jesus at night, John tells us in chapter 3. He came at night. He thought that later would be better because I think, possibly, it was because he didn't really want anyone to see him visit Jesus. The reason is, is that he was a religious professional. He was a teacher. And he was was a well-respected teacher. And there's a good chance that he didn't want his colleagues to see him speak to this somewhat controversial rabbi, who, Rabbi Jesus, who had become so popular with all his strange new ideas. Remember, Jesus was a controversial figure. He didn't just appear and everyone thought, oh, this is, this is amazing, this is great wisdom, this is wonderful. No, no, it's actually the religious establishment that found him the most threatening because he did have different ideas. He had a different spin on God altogether. So Nicodemus comes and visits Jesus, and before Nicodemus can actually formulate his questions, Jesus took the lead in the conversation and quickly got to the very heart of Nicodemus' problem. And this is how the conversation went. Nicodemus began with a bit of flattery, and Nicodemus said, Jesus, we, us Pharisees, us religious professionals, We know that you're a teacher straight from God. You've got to be, because nobody could do all these things and all these miracles and have all this teaching if if God wasn't with you in some way. And Jesus replied, well, you're right. You're absolutely right. But here's the thing, Nicodemus. Unless you're born from above, unless you're born again, you'll never really see what I'm pointing to which is God's kingdom, God's activity, and God's ways in this world. You're never really going to understand it. You're never really going to see it unless you're born from above, unless you're born again. And, of course, Nicodemus is 
obviously completely confused. What in the world do you mean, born again? How can that happen? I'm a grown man. I cannot enter into my mother's womb and be reborn. He's taking it literally. So, by the way, you know, with Jesus and questions, Jesus hardly ever answers questions directly. Someone counted how many questions Jesus was asked. I don't know if this is accurate or not, but apparently Jesus was asked 183 questions and he only directly answers three. In other words, the way Jesus taught us is that Jesus asks more questions than he answers. He tends to ask his students questions. And that was a very common way to teach in Jesus' day. The rabbis like to ask the student questions, not so much like today, where we are taught, uh, learn this material and then give it back to me, right? This is the way our education is today. I'm the teacher, you learn this material, and then I'm going to ask you questions and you, you answer my questions. It wasn't quite so like, it wasn't, well, they did that. They certainly did have their students memorize long, long lists of things. But they also had another way of teaching, which was more of the question. They would leave the, the, the listener Questioning. Have you, I mean, I'm sure you've had this experience. You listen to one of Jesus' parables, and he doesn't explain it. He just gives this parable, and then that's it. And his disciples were often confused. It's like, well, why don't you explain it better, Jesus? Well, that's the reason why. It's because he wanted us to go away and think about it and ponder it and wonder and not spoon-feed us. But that's hard for us because we're used to being spoon-fed. So, yeah, I'll have to remember that, right, as, as a teacher, to, to not try and answer things that I can't answer. <laughs> so anyway, back to Nicodemus. Jesus says to him, unless you're born again, unless you're born from above, you'll never see what God is up to in this world. You'll never see the kingdom of God. And remember, the kingdom of God for Jesus isn't a place. It's where God's will is done. It's the activity of God. So Nicodemus is completely, <laughs> he said, that's just not possible. I'm a grown man. I cannot have another birth. And Jesus insists not that this makes it clearer, but this is the line. Jesus insists and he says, Nicodemus, the wind blows where it chooses. And you hear the sound, but you don't know where it comes from or where it goes. And so it is with everyone born of the Spirit. It's like verse 8. God is like the wind, Nicodemus. You can't see it. You don't know where it came from. You don't know where it's going. 
Yeah, the, the wind. Wind is a very mysterious thing. It's interesting that Jesus didn't see God's like the sun because the sun is a lot more predictable. You look up and you see the sun. It rises in the east. It sets in the west. It's always visible. Well, not always. It's cloudy, but you know what I mean, right? But the wind is a lot more... Oh, yeah, you can't get a hold of that. He says, no, God's like the wind. Wind's a lot more mysterious. You cannot see the wind. You don't know where it came from. You don't know where it's going. You can't control it at all, right? It's like Nicodemus, you don't know where the wind's going to blow next. You don't know where the Spirit of God is going to blow next. But Nicodemus, you can learn to trust it. You can learn to trust. You can learn to trust the invisible God that you cannot see, that you cannot master, that you will never fully comprehend, that you will never really understand. Yeah, for all your theology, Nicodemus, you're never really going to understand God. So, yeah but you can learn to trust. It's all about trust, which is hard, it's harder, it really is, it's harder. It's a lot easier to read a book about trusting God for an hour than to actually trust God for an hour. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> it's just a lot easier to think about trusting God or talk about trusting God or teach about trusting God than it is to actually Trust that God knows what God is doing when you're going through a hard time or when someone you love is going through a hard time or when you look at the craziness in this world. That's hard to trust. That God knows what God is doing and that God is good all the time. That's hard. That's hard. See, Nicodemus, a man that likes order, an intellectual, give me the material so that I can master it. By the way, the old, the, the, the Pharisees kept 613 rules, religious rules. They liked being told what to do. It's like, am I missing a commandment, Jesus? Should I give more money? Give me something to do. Should I pray more? Yeah, give me something to do. I'm trying to do the right thing here. I'm doing my best. I'm trying to do the right thing. And Jesus comes along and says, mm, it's actually really about rebirth. It's not really about following another rule. You've got enough rules. It's about learning how to trust. And God will do the rebirth. God will bring the change about inside you over time. Yeah, you'll be changed. You'll be transformed. You can be sure when the spirit is at work. It's all about learning how to trust, and that's a whole lot harder than following a bunch of religious rules. A lot harder. 
Yeah, because it's out of our control, you see? Rules are in our control. You know, if I just do this, then I'm okay. It's like, no, 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 it's about learning how to trust. Actually, Jesus only gave three rules. Um, I mean, he assumed that the commandments were good, right? But he only gave three rules. He said, um, learn how to love yourself. That's really important. And by the way, before you can love yourself, you need to know yourself. Learn how to love yourself. Learn how to love people. And that way, you're loving God. See, he only gave us these three things because it was almost like Jesus is saying, that's enough for a lifetime. You know, you do that, you do these three things, and then come back once you've got that mastered, and I'll give you something else. And of course, we're never going to come back and ask for anything else because we can't do it, right? It's so difficult to learn how to love ourselves. It's so difficult to learn how to love people. It's a lifetime's work, isn't it? Transformation, it's like, yeah, Jesus would say it is a lifetime's work, but you know, it's not you that does it. It's, it's God that, that's doing. It's the spirit moving in you that does the changing and the transforming and the helping. Yeah, we need to, we need the, to have the desire, right? I mean, God's not going to force us to, toward transformation and change. We need to have a desire, um, yeah, definitely. We need a desire. We need to be open to that. But it's, Jesus would say, it's your, it's your connection and your relationship and your trust with God that does everything. It's not another religious rule. It's not another thing to do. You don't need anything else to do. You've got enough to do. Yeah. Most of us want the same thing, really. You know, after... Our basic needs are met, food, water, and shelter, right? After our basic needs are met, most people want the similar things we want. We want good relationships. We want loving relationships. We want a meaningful life. We want to make a contribution of sorts to life in some way, in some good way, right? We want peace of mind. These are subjects that Jesus taught a lot about. Yeah, you'd say, you follow me and I'll teach you how to love and I'll guide you and give you purpose and I'll help you rest in my care. But caveat is you have to, you gotta learn how to trust in things that are completely out of your control. That's a basic, basic First step of the faith. There are going to be many, many times in life where things feel, life feels chaotic. Uh, you, you'll, you'll face things that you cannot fix, that you cannot change, uh, that you'll wonder why God allows. This is all a part of being human. And that's where that trust part comes in. The wind blows, whatever it wishes. You don't know where it came from. You don't know where it's going. You don't understand it. Yeah, God is like the wind. God is spirit. You don't understand spirit. You can trust spirit, 
you can fall into a relationship of trust, but you're never going to be able to understand it, nor manipulate it, nor figure it out. At a certain level, when all is said and done, it's all about trust. It's all about trust. And that's what Nicodemus would have to learn. And I think that for the most part, it's what we have to learn too, isn't it? You know, the spirit work is all about inner transformation. We don't exactly transform ourselves. We can be open to change. We can certainly be open to change. And we can desire change in ourselves. But ultimately, um, well, actually, one of the names of the Holy Spirit or the Spirit of God or the breath of God is called the Helper. That's one of the names that Jesus called the Spirit was the Helper. It was one of the last things he said to his disciples. He says, don't be dismayed that I'm leaving because when I go, I'm going to send you the Helper, meaning the Holy Spirit or the Spirit or the breath of God, and the Spirit will guide you into all truth. So that's quite the promise. It's quite the promise, especially when we're going through times like Nicodemus where we have lots of questions and we're wondering about things and things don't seem very clear to us and we don't have the right answers or the answers we have aren't working for us in some way. Jesus would say, yeah, that can happen. We go through times where that can happen and all the more reason to trust the Spirit. Even though you can't see God, even though you can't understand God, even though you have no idea what in the world God is doing, Jesus is saying, you can always trust. You can always trust. It's the first step, it's the main step, it's going to see us through our entire life from beginning to end. So that's the prayer and the heart cry. It's God help us trust, especially when we're so full of questions and wonderings and confusion and things are not clear. We're like Nicodemus. We're a bit in the dark sometimes. Jesus would say, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can still trust in the invisible spirit who is always, always good. Thank you for joining me. You have been listening to Celtic Preacher. Join with me again next week for another episode.